Walking Circle Studio. And I go over to the, I, I go over, I was selling drugs to this one guy for a while and he was like a younger guy, like twenties. And, and he's like, Oh, you got to come over to my buddy's house in Burbank. And so I go over to this dude's house. He's like 50 years old and, and he's a big beard, just like a huge dude. And, uh, he's like, Oh yeah. And, and so I ended up selling him some and then we're, I'm sitting there doing drugs with him. And, and the other guy goes and goes away, goes into a different room. And he's like, I, I swear he asked me, do you, do you like kids? And I go, you know, yeah, because I have like a little boy or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But what I think what he actually said was, do you like boys? Because right after I said that, he goes, do you want me to go over there and suck your dick? And I was like, I was like, ah, ah no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, I don't know how you got that impression. I know we're doing drugs and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was funny though. It was the most awkward situation I've ever been in. <laughs> Welcome to Terminally Unique Podcast. My name is Diva. And, and my name is Dean. And we're back. Yes. Again. Yep. We made it. You made it here. I know I did. It was a special edition. Because yeah. we need to we need to record something before I go to Hawaii. Oh, can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big day. Big I day. Know. There's gonna be some big news coming out next week, hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully I get the right the right and answer. By the time, you know, we, we could say well, anything we want here because by the time this is aired, it'll <laughs> yeah, what, be in what the if, past, right? What if she says no? Well then I'm <laughs> fucked. Know. Then I'm gonna be coming down with when I tail between my legs, like, oh it didn't work out, guys. Sorry. I relapsed. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We could do an intervention. We could do a twelve step call. Uh, totally, you. totally. We know where you live. We'll just do it like on the show. We could do a twelve step intervention on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there may be or may not be a proposal coming in Hawaii. I'm not sure. Uh, it's a rumor. I'm not. I, I'm. I, I might be getting proposed to. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> By some really hot Hawaiian chick in the Lua. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. The beautiful Amanda or somebody else. I don't know. Could be. Lucas, possibly. I don't know. Definitely Lucas. Yeah. So, uh, hi, Diva. Hi. How was your week? Oh, it was a good week. It was my other half's birthday. We had dinner. I was so stuffed. Oh. I really liked it, even though the Chinese lady messed up my surprise. <laughs> totally messed up my surprise. Well, right? he didn't really get it, right? She's like, I don't get it. Huh? How many people? And I'm like, you <laughs> like, didn't tell me how many people I have reservations for. It's supposed to be a surprise. He's oh, all behind me, all confused oh looking. I was glad they put us in that other room because we were right yeah. there at the beginning. You guys were just going to walk in and see us. It would have been as good. So oh, it turned out good. He was surprised, right? He was just. Sopak's always surprised. Yeah, but just like when he, wait, we, he wakes up in the morning, confused. he's just like, boom, yeah, surprise. Yeah, he wakes wow. up confused, okay? So <laughs> it's not like a, anything new to him. It didn't register until we were like in bed already, and he's like, oh, my God. Oh, you know what? Thank you for that. And Aww. I was like, uh, okay, a little late, but it's fine, you know? How was <laughs> your week? Uh, oh, it was really good. I got to I got to go to that thing. I got I got I got the privilege of attending that with you guys and that was that was so much fun. Uh yeah, it's been it's been a week though, man. Was this week to... like trudging slowly? Was like no. every minute like an hour you, to you? You know what's funny is I just talked to a friend of mine uh recently and I remember and I've probably talked about this on the show or in meetings or something, but like I used to look forward to these things for like nine months and it was like a, a whole thing and 
surprisingly and then the, of course the last week would always just just go as slow as molasses to get there but this week is it went by really fast and i, I just you know i have like responsibilities at work that i need to get done and so like i'm like shit i'm running out of time i gotta get this done i gotta get this done but luckily yesterday i got so much stuff done so today was a little bit more relaxed and and i and and like i had divorce court on monday and you know and it's just, you know, everything, everything kind of happened all at once, but it's been, it's been really good. And, and I, I don't, I don't feel like stressed or anything like How that. How does it feel to be, uh, and I was talking to Amanda about this. I was like, yeah, you're officially in the divorce club. And mm. I was like, you're not cool unless you've gotten divorced once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you <know>? At least. <laughs> I feel like I was like anticipating your guys's Hawaii trip more oh. than anybody else like i was living vicariously through you guys and i'm like yeah let's go God, it's cool you know i love I, I love it but i think you know being in recovery and this is like i feel like such a freaking whatever uh but i i just like i, I think i'm happy with wherever i'm at you Did know you just call it whatever i'm smack i'm gonna crawl over this table and smack you. <laughs> I am. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, it's just like, you know, I don't know. I think it's gratitude. I think, you yes, know, I finally got some go. gratitude more once, but... All right. Anyway, hop to the show. Oh, well, let's let's go to the sponsors. Oh, who's that? Oh, you don't know that you can't help me with. That. I got to do all the sponsors. Yeah, carrying just, load on my back. Well, I do know this guy <laughs> who's really good at doing haircuts, and he is our wonderful sponsor. Yes. And he goes by Dre Cuts. I don't That's really right. know how it's spelled. And can you say D R E H underscore C U T Z on Instagram? That's right. And he goes by Inspector Dre Cuts too, I guess, on Instagram. Oh. So he also has a show called Dre Talks, and, and he's and he's recording it at the Talking Talking Circle Studios, which Talking is circles. right here in beautiful Monrovia, California. Right on. Um, anyway, yeah. So Dre Talks, but definitely give it a listen. The guy's an amazing dude, and he's got he's got some skills when it comes to barbering for mm-hmm. sure. You can look him up on IG and, and figure him out that way. Therapy on that chair too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then well, of course we have the Duckyard Coffee House. Coffee House. Coffee House. Coffee House. It didn't come out. In Duckyard Coffee House. That's right. In Van Nuys, California. Uh, they have they have the food that goes along with that coffee. But the coffee really is the the gem of that place. If you go in there and you like coffee, that's that's the place to be. Um, and if you see Julie, tell her that Dean said hi. Uh, and like, and it's not a flirting either. I just love her. She's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you said add that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and her husband's okay too. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, off to the show. Now we can start the show. Dun, 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 dun. Um, you're in, you're introducing. I'm introducing yep. this wonderful lady who is a, such a great inspiration in my life. Aww. She, we we are on the same vibration. I swear. And mm. um, there's a story behind this. One time, I you know when I moved to California. Uh, I had I picked this crazy ass lady as a sponsor, <laughs> right? With half shaved head and she looked really crazy, cussed every other word, and uh, and then she dumped me. So um, so one one day I went in a meeting and I was like, you know, you guys, I just got dumped by my sponsor, and they're like, well, you know, we know exactly who you need to ask to be your sponsor, uh-huh. and it is this wonderful lady over here sitting next to me. And so to introduce my beautiful sponsor, the beautiful Yana. Yana. Oh, um, yay. Hi, Yana. Yeah, Welcome to the show. Hi. I'm really glad to be oh, here. God, I was so scared of asking you to be on the show for the longest time. And then like, I just been getting to know you the last few months and I'm like, oh, she's not scary at all. <laughs> <laughs> she's That's super why we get cool. along. <laughs> 
I've been floating with that reputation for a while. I don't know so what the, well, I don't know what it is. What either. scares me about probably because you're serious and you have come 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 across with like the strong recovery, and I don't want to fuck around, you know, around it, you know. Yeah. But that's great, though. That's a good thing. All right, let's get into it. Let's go. Why don't we get into the details of of your, your problem? <laughs> yeah. your why I'm here? Your, yeah, why are you here? No, your your sobriety day. Yeah, all that stuff. Okay, uh, my sobriety day is May 29th, two thousand fifteen. Um, so start from the beginning. Am I doing what's that? What's your DOC? Oh yeah, what's your drug of choice? Oh, definitely alcohol. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Started like- with alcohol and I ended with alcohol. So yeah. Do you do, did you do anything in between? I did. I uh, I'm an '80s baby, so I wrestled around with some cocaine. whites and some reds and some black beauties, and oh. and then uh, in the later '80s, no, <laughs> later '80s, uh, meth. Oh was yeah, introduced to me, and of course, yeah. But bottom line, I couldn't do the ups without the downs, so yeah, I was resorted back to alcohol. Yeah, you, you end up with good old father alcohol. Yep. You know? good old father. <laughs> so where were you born? Where were you raised? I was born in the beautiful city of Compton, California. City of Compton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, the hospital I was born is no longer standing. Oh. Yeah. I was born uh, way back in, still in the 60s, which is oh. kind of hard to believe. You know, my kids can't believe it every time I say it. But um, I thought yeah. we were the same age. I didn't know. You're I'm older, older than me. You're a little yeah, bit older yeah. than me. I am 1969. Oh, okay, Oop. just barely, just yeah. like two years. <laughs> just barely. Yeah. Hey, I'd rather have the two years. Yeah, that's right. a nice year, 69, right there. Right. Oh yeah. You know, I knew somebody who was born 6969. Really? I was like, oh, what a what? That's the coolest birthday yeah, ever, right? right? Uh, anyway, back back to you. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. the best topic here. Right. So uh, okay, so. That's it. So? That's it. The show's over. <laughs> we, we, we close it up. <laughs> oh, shit. That was like the best five seconds of my life. <laughs> so, like, you were born in Compton. Were you raised there? How were you when you were a kid? Um, <laughs> bad. I was You're the only bad? child and very hyper. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what middle? I mean, how, you got brothers and sisters? I do now, only because my parents divorced. But I was raised an only child. But, oh, yeah. okay. Two very alcoholic parents. Okay. They were good parents, but I was, you know, in the midst of their drinking. They showed me showed me how to do this thing. Yeah. So when how old were you when you took your first drink? I was about twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get drunk the first time? No, just just kind of buzzed, you know. Okay. Just kind of tasted good and made me feel. What'd you drink? Pretty well. I have no idea. That was really? a long time ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how was childhood? Did you have fun? Did, were you did you get good grades? I was, did yeah, no, yeah, I did, That's actually, yeah, I did as, in up till about seventh grade, mm-hmm. it did pretty well, you know. Um, and then it was, was a downhill slide. It was, <laughs> you know, my theory was if I couldn't do anything good, then I'm going to do things bad. So that's kind of the direction I took. But I was a good kid, uh, very well taken care of and, um, you know, did the best I could. Um, we moved a lot. That's what I was telling you guys earlier. Probably about seven or eight times from mm-hmm. Northern California, Southern California to Northern and back and forth. And, um, you know, trying to make, you know, my way through new schools and, you know, everybody trying to figure out what nationality I am because mm-hmm. not only um, the way I looked, but my name. Which one did you Yeah, the name. Which, the name. Yeah. 
the name is like very exotic. You're like, yeah. where the hell is Especially, that from? Which so Especially. which which nationality did you stick with? <laughs> Should have been like I'm native. I said it real simple. I'm Mexican and German. <laughs> that oh, okay. simplified it, and um, you know, yeah. But um, so your mom was German. My mom's German, Irish, and Hungarian. Oh, okay. And then my dad, as I explained, Indian, Spanish, Mexican. And other. And we, other. we don't know exactly. Et cetera, et Whatever. Et yeah. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, I did pretty good, you know. Uh, moved around a lot, tried to fit in, which I never did. Did you, yeah. um, did you like, did, did you have any early effects of, of your drug use or alcohol use or anything? Like, was there, like, did you get in trouble in any way, like, legally or? No. But <laughs> you I looked at me, it. Jesus. I know it was like a pause. It was like a really weird pause. Like she had to go through her database in her brain. Like, we were in a religious, um, very religious group that uh, frowned upon people oh. doing things with outside people outside of the church. And so I, oh. we lived in a small town up north. And so <laughs> you were seen, you were told on. So that happened to me a couple times, you know. My six foot friend walking me home from the pizza party on half day, and I was shit faced. And uh, but I mean, but they were they were alcoholic. Also, your parents. Mm -hmm. So, but they were still like, were oh, you can't kids. drink. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so you were kind of dealing with that most of your childhood. Yes. Okay. Yes. Do as I say, not as I do. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but it, doesn't. <laughs> it makes, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I get it. That's what parents do. <laughs> so, like, how was high school? Um, well, same thing. I moved from different high schools. Well, what happened? Um, we moved like for the last time in San as a family in San Diego, and that's when my mom um, started seeing my stepdad, <clears throat> you know, having an affair and stuff. And so she left, and so the family unit split up, and my dad took me back to Sacramento, and so. Um, not short after that, you know, he tried to pull me back into the religion. So, um, how old were you around with, when the split happened? 14. Oh, 14. Yeah. Okay. And so by the time I ended up back with my mom, because I had a summer, uh, that I was introduced to, uh, the methamphetamine mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. and I was yeah. very close to home, mm -hmm. you know, my stepdad had a lot of truck driver friends. So, ah. so oh, we got the good stuff. You know? Good stuff. Wow. 80s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the kind that made you kind so of crazy. That, that kind that makes it was you like, throw up if you do too much. It was like yellow or brownish, yeah. you know, and it was like stick. It was really weird. I remember yeah. the stuff I did, at least. Yeah. Called, made like, you see tree people. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Shadow people, yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that happened. And then I ended up back down here in Southern California and finished school. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, well, like high school? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, did you um, go off to college? I wish I did, but I okay. didn't. I ended up in a, a young relationship. Okay. Yeah. And tell us about that young relationship. Oh, do I have to? <laughs> yeah. We're neat. We're, we're, we're nosy here. Yeah. yeah you gotta comply. Were there kids? How long did it last? Was there abuse? Was, was there a lot of drinking? Give me some good stuff. Juicy stuff. <laughs> yeah. A lot of stuff. that I Now that I'm sober, I could remember stories. Uh -huh. So, um, yeah, we were about 17, and it was just one of those relationships that... You know, I really never planned on sticking it out mm -hmm. for as long as I did. And um, it was abuse from the beginning. And, um, you know, I grew up in an alcoholic, drug addict kind of area, even though his family was a little more ghetto. And he started the manipulation and intimidation from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And um, 
he was already expecting a child. And I thought, well, love conquers all. We'll get through this. He was expecting a child, not from 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 you. Oh, wow. Okay. He was older than you? No, he's the same age. Jesus, 17? (laughs) Really? They started early. They started early. Yeah. Okay. Senior in high school. So, anyways, a couple years after that, then I ended up. With our first together. Oh. Yeah, his first and my first are a year and a half apart. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Do they and know they each close? other? Are they close? They do. They oh, live, okay. they, we, he lived with us. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So you, you guys were together for how long total? Or did you have more kids with him? I did. Oh. I had four kids with him. <laughs> Holy were, crap. Were you drinking like in the, fir- in the from like your first kid when you had your first kid? Were you- I wasn't alcoholish like that. I still had time to grow into <laughs> like my alcoholism. Oh, right. Okay, okay. I just had the messed up mentality, you know, like yeah. I just didn't know how to logically deal with things. And I was just as crazy as he was at that time, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we carried on for like 28 years. And 20, how long? 28. 28 wow. years. Yeah. She beat me. Jeez. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> tried to be normal. We did. We bought houses, had cars, you know, tried to be coach and team how, mom. How about like career-wise? How was your, what did you do? Um, Mostly administration work. Oh, but so every, you, you yeah. kind of just kind of progressed in, in your I career? Did. And every every job I got, you know, was always an improvement. It was always That's a so... pay raise. It was always a promotional wow. kind of thing. And, you know, I helped him, you know, <laughs> to get out of his drug selling, you know, business and to actually get a job to re- take care of his children and wow. did that. And, you know, we tried, like I said, to be normal. But, you know, then there was a period of time that drugs started coming into the picture mm-hmm. for both of you yeah he okay. was a meth dealer for a while and then <laughs> oh, for a while yeah i look for guys with you know high dreams <laughs> like, yeah, you know, our pickers are on so. right yeah yeah so um that lasted for a while and then the craziness of him seeing tree people and accusing me and yeah. cheating for like 20 years of out of the 28 yeah wow that's yeah. a long time yeah, I, I was just talking to somebody earlier today about it, and I was just like, you know, sometimes. The tree people or what? I was talking. To, I was talking <laughs> talking to the tree people earlier today. Yeah, no, I was talking to somebody about about relationships and and the stuff you go through, and and I just think that you know, at some point, you could be both good people, but it just at some point, there's just too much water under that bridge, and you just can't get over it, you know, mm-hmm. and like. No matter, even if we get get we get better in, in twelve step, it's just like I don't know. They're just sometimes they're just things that are just never gonna Unmendable. make it work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so you got better, or no? You didn't get sober uh, in that twenty eight years. No. Okay. No. I had moments of being sober. What's the craziest thing that happened within those twenty eight years? Hmm. <laughs> just pick one. Uh, pick pick like a couple of them. Let, let's yeah. hear. Let's like hear what good. crazy. Like, like how many times did the cops? Crazy? Oh, how many times the cops? The cops were at our house mostly every week and breaking up fights and really. Yeah, yeah. That was like a regular. They must have an alarm thing. on their like. like were the child services involved ever? Um, only with the oldest one when oh. she was trying to gain custody, and uh, they came in. You know, disrupting my house for it, you know, but um, 
We we should have been in jail for beating our kids a little bit. Yeah, well, I don't but. even just even with the cops being called these days, it seems like for any kind of domestic disturbance, it's like child service is knocking at your door normally. Right. So, but back then they were kind of just like, ah, yeah, no blood, then. it's okay. Right. No right. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. what you look for. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. We're, you know, he's done things which I never even noticed to be abuse until yeah. like you know i mean this is before i even had kids he he broke my arm you know he Jeez. burnt me with an iron he he was like a creepy kind of an abuser mm-hmm. like he'd pinch me or choke me or you know he wasn't the kind of guy that would straddle and punch me you know but he'd knock me in the side of the head or kick me in my tailbone or you know just stuff like that you, know? you were oh. just like just real you were just stuff. like oh he loves me that's why he's doing it you know wow that's rough that's rough you know that that's the kind of the hallmark of abuse too it's like it kind of creeps up onto you Mm -hmm. with uh, especially in relationships you know it it starts happening with like usually like control you know like oh you can't see this person you can't see or i'm you know i don't want you seeing this or i don't want yeah and then they they kind of pick you off to where you know you're the only person and then they start doing physical stuff and it gets worse and worse you know and so yeah it's it's weird though how it's like kind of like it's not like the abusers go and go to abusers anonymous and go hey well how do you do this again you know it's not like they share this information but it always kind of works out that way it always has a pattern yeah it's weird Mm -hmm. it's weird and i realized the other day because my cousin that i talked to you guys about having surgery it's like i miss so many things with my family you know and i never really noticed that and it was because of the abuse and the intimidation and you know, I was like, man, I didn't even go to my aunt and uncle's funeral, you know, and I'm like, wow, wow if I could go back, you know, it was not only his abuse, but it was the drugs and alcohol. And, yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like, what a shame. But, you know. Yeah, there's no, there's no um, going back. Right. But I mean, the fact that you can recognize it, that it was that sick right now is mm-hmm. a, definitely an improvement in your life. Right. So you... You end up, how, how did you end up getting the power or, you know, get, getting enough, mustering enough energy to get out of that? Um, I started going to counseling. Yeah. And uh, I have a son who um, is also in recovery. And at that time, he asked me to find him a counselor. Mm, and okay. so, ironically, myself, my two youngest, we all started going to counseling. And so I started talking to her. And, um, I started seeing things I needed to see, even though I was still drinking, mm-hmm. you know, she kind of started pointing out things. And, um, and then my son, one of my sons pulled me into counseling to tell me he was gay. Oh, and I lived in, under or in a very macho yeah. home and I was scared for him. So that kind of, it was already talked about us breaking up, mm-hmm. but that just gave me the extra initiative to like get myself and get my stuff and go. Wow. So, yeah, and that's how it, you know, started. And um, when was that? That was October 2014. Okay. Yeah. So, October 2014, and then you said 2015 is when you ended up getting sober? Yes. So you how had- was that, that transition? You, you, you separate and then, like, from then to sobriety. Do, do you remember you day crazy? one by, by any chance? Like, day one when you left, how, how that felt? Yeah, I felt I was free. All my problems were gone. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like, hell yes, I'm done, you know? I, I was so I was, scared. I was scared, but yeah. I was, I was, 
I was excited, you know, because I, I really felt that my problems were gone. You and know? were they? They were not. Ah. <laughs> well, there was a problem maybe gone, but yeah. not the problem. The major problem. Yeah. yeah. So I was really excited. Had my own place for a few months. And that I crashed and burned real quick. So literally, I, that was October 2014. I was out of that house. <laughs> March 2015. <laughs> and I was living with my mom. You know, and um, so like six months. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what did you do in those six months? Um, a lot of drinking, probably a lot, a lot of, of a lot, a lot of, of house parties. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. probably a lot of uh, wild stuff was going on, probably. Yeah. Well, I had my kids living with me. Too. Oh, they were. Oh, yeah. okay. So I didn't had know three that. of them Aww. with me. They I would have had orgies. orgies <laughs> well, I don't know. You know. <laughs> No, hey, I, I tried Nas for the first time. Oh, I was like, oh. what is this? Yeah. <laughs> How was it? It was it's, shit. It was, oh, okay. It's it super, super quick. Super quick. Yeah. <laughs> I was already drinking, so I was like, I don't know. What's the point? All right, so, yeah. it's there. Might as well do it. It's like so, how I felt with Coke. <laughs> I know, I know. We're we're I we're meth doing, people, yeah. right? I was already doing meth, and I tried Coke, and I was like, well, I don't "This get is it. stupid." Yeah. You no, know, I started with Coke, and I would do it, but I was the one that would hold it because I didn't like it that much, yeah. and so then I was because I'd be like, "This is like caffeine or something." Yeah. You know? Anyway, <laughs> back to you. Uh, what, so yeah, so you're there. Uh, ha, you what what the happened? House. How did you leave after six months? I mean, what what happened that did you just couldn't afford it or or what was it that, that yeah that? i just actually um i don't know how i couldn't afford it because i pay more now right making the same amount of money i did back then i know and um yeah i just i i think what i did is try to live the same way i did when i was married Meaning, like, having full cable, like, everything, you know, completely the same way it was. And right. Instead of realizing I had to have a lower standard now, you know, because yeah. I was single. And, um, yeah, so I crashed and burned really quick. And, you know, chaos, you know, my son had this girlfriend who was the one that's in recovery. Um we didn't get along and she'd still come and it was just like one Ooh. thing after the next, you know? And then the, the ex husband or the one soon to be ex or whatever, was he still around? Were you still talking to him? He was still stalking me. Yes. Oh, he was. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I was going to say that's usually. It's hard to break old habits. You know? <clears throat> it's, yeah. it's part of the pattern. Yeah. You know, my, you know, uh, I was going to say something else, but my, being an addict to just not just alcohol and drugs, I was addicted to the chaos. So, yeah. you know, he asked me out a couple times, and I'm like, okay, and you know how that turned out alcohol no. and yeah, that drama. And so, you know, one night at the bar, and he drops me up, actually kicked me out of the car, and I'm walking <laughs> in heels. And you know, I planted face first in the pavement and oh. stole my phone, and, you know, just all those lovely Jeez. things like. Like old times. What a great know? night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. Reminiscing. Yeah. So. Oh. There we go. Sorry. That's okay. Um, so, so then, so you're doing that for six months. You get kicked out. You end up at your mom's house, you said? I did. I did. I called that her. Must and have been surprisingly, fun. she said yes. You know. Oh, wow. We had a very. Um, Is she still an active alcoholic at the time? She's. I don't know how to explain her. 
<laughs> okay. She's a drinker, and she's kind of, you know, she's like us. She doesn't know how to stop when she starts. Oh. But she can put it, leave it alone for a while, but then if she opens a bottle, you know, she drinks that and maybe one or two more, you know? So it's like she's kind of like a binge drinker. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually what I was. I was and how was drinker. your drinking at that time? Were- I was a binge drinker also. With your mom? With everybody. <laughs> would you go Pretty like, much. would you go days uh, or is it, was it more like just like, oh, oh, just a night where you just would always overdo it in a night? Or would you like, because I heard some people just are like two, three days or they just go and go and go. I would usually um, start drinking, drink too much. My cure was to start again the next day and it would last until my body just couldn't handle it anymore. And then I'd recuperate and do it all over again, you know, but yeah. now my binge has started getting closer together right so i'm like i'm not an everyday drinker but then you know then you turned into that yeah pretty much Uh, so so were you drinking while working i (laughs) yes (laughs) ma'am and those days that i had to recuperate i was drinking at work right um i had stolen tequila at my stepdad's uh liquor cabinet Mm -hmm. and i had to replace it Right. I always have to replace it so they don't catch me because right. you know, they're not on to me. <laughs> yeah. And so at work, I went and to And also, the... you're like in your, like, were you around 40 at the time or something like that? <laughs> Jesus. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be in trouble yeah. when I get home. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. So I went across the street from my job and I bought this bottle of tequila. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, I can't return it full (laughs) (laughs) then they're gonna know so my coworker, he was a drinker too and so we started taking shots you know at work and i never made it back to my mom's (laughs) i would have like written a line like okay we have to drink up to this line we did (laughs) (laughs) just this line and then all of a sudden it's like this much underneath like damn now we gotta write another one exactly (laughs) it's always something oh that's another funny story when i was living in my house you know my son had a bacardi bottle oh yeah and it's white so Uh that was easy to <laughs> yeah to replace to replace yeah. you know and then one day he's like oh i should have bacardi cooked today i'm like slipping him cash here you might want to go get another bottle <laughs> he's like mom seriously i'm like i'm sorry you know yeah. i was low one day <laughs> yeah. oh, i didn't want to go out even my, my other son would hide it in the freezer i don't even like half that liquor you know yeah or never liked it and I'd hand him money as he walked through the door, and he's like, "Oh, here she goes again." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Bacardi. I've got some one fifty one stories, man. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, everyone's like, "Ah." Say that, my lungs start hurting. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. they're horrible. Yeah. Disgusting. Oh. So, so you're doing this for a few months. You you move in with your mom, and how long are you with your moms? Uh, March to June, <laughs> because June third is when I went into charter. So March. So it was already May, June, pretty so. bad, you know, right. before I even left. You know, right. Him. I would say, um, it's when my birth oldest child graduated from high school. Like 2007 is when it hit me really hard, and so, you know, I had to sneak a lot, you know. But my ex would go out of town because of his job. Mm-hmm. So you know, for like seven years, it was it was pretty hard. <laughs> Pretty hard to keep this going, you know? Jeez. But at the end, when I had the freedom to drink the way I wanted to drink, yeah, it was on. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not even a bar hopper. <laughs> I don't like going to bars, but, you know, I started dragging my new boo <laughs> uh-huh. into uh, 
the bar, the, the dive bar around the corner from my mom. So, yeah. Oh, my way. They yeah. had a dive bar. That's, that was, I spent many a nights at a dive yeah. bar. Did you? Oh, yeah. I used to love dive bars. Oh. They have those little kind of smaller, like, pool tables. Yeah. And yeah. The, Darts. I, yeah. And it was funny. I had, like, a, tra- a trajectory. Like, when I start playing pool, like, I wasn't very good. And then I took one drink and I get better. Two drinks and better. Three drinks is when I was, I was at my best. And then four drinks, five drinks. It, it just was worse and worse and worse. To why I just breaking shit at the end, you know? Like, oh. Uh. But, yeah. I love dive See, bars. That's yeah. true. Same. Um, so you're so what happened? What was like the last week like before you went in? Like and what what is it that brought you in? Well, my life just kept continuing to get worse and worse, not coming home. Um, you know, I always drove dr- drunk, right. you know. Um because <laughs> at first when I got to my mom's, I was like, Oh my god, how humiliating. And then I realized, hmm, it's like a babysitter. You know, I just got to clean Built my in. I have to just clean my room and uh, pay her a couple bu- hundred bucks and I can go, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of what I did. And um, so the last week, um, there was a big beef because I had a boyfriend and mm-hmm. he was parked down the street. And oh. I was bringing him tacos and beer. Because there was a big party at my mom's house, my brother-in-law threw, and I wasn't drinking. I'm like, I'm not going to drink. Why isn't he at the party? <sighs> Long story with that one. <laughs> we'll okay. talk about that one another day. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, people didn't like him. So, oh, okay. Um, um, so, anyways, my uh, brother-in-law and my son were in the car, and they happened to turn on the near the street where I was at talking to him uh-huh. and um, my brother-in-law told him. So he was livid and we got to this huge fight and mm. I started drinking. It was a tequila party. Ooh. So I started trying the tequila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. A few shots. And, just a few. Um, yeah, just a smidgen. Uh-huh. And so the next day I was pretty hungover, supposed to meet at the school with my, uh, Kid and my ex, it was about his graduation. And so my cure, as I um, always said, was drinking another beer. So I was pulled over on the side of the road, and all of a sudden, they swoop up on me, grab the beer, my ex-husband and my son. Uh-huh. Oh. And so um, he tells me to go with him, that he'll make sure I'm taken care of. <laughs> so um, unfortunately, he took me to... A uh, motel and told my paid my son to tell me to not tell anybody where I was at. So he kept me there for like three days. Nobody knew where I was at. And mm-hmm. What was the point? He detoxed you. Detoxing or no? He just had his way with you. Just control me. Oh yeah. yeah he went and took my son somewhere. I passed out and uh, brought back a big bottle of tequila, uh, vodka, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, he brought back vodka. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. That's really messed up. Yeah, and he tormented me for like three days. So, <clears throat> unfortunately, it's an ugly story. But at that point, we like ugly stories. <laughs> I know, I but know. it's really ugly. And um, yeah, my my second to the youngest son found out where I was at, and he came and got me. Hell you yeah! Know? He, my poor baby, he crashed on the way there. His boyfriend's oh. car, and but he made it jogging, and he called the cops and said, "My dad has my mom hostage." So you know. He knocked on the door, and my son is like, what is Justin, like five, six? Oh, his dad's like cute, six, six foot, and he goes banging on the door. He's let my mom go because I called the cops on you. And, wow. uh, yeah, he took me, and, and then, you know, it was How that. old is he? 
when this happened? Um, he's 26, about 18, 19. Oh, wow. 19. That's pretty ballsy, man. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, his That's dad's awesome. not one of his favorite people, so. Yeah. <laughs> he was ready to stand up for that fight. And, and he told me in the car, Mom, if you're not ready, if you're not going to do anything about this, I'm done with you, too. I already had two sons that stopped talking to me, the two mm. oldest. Wow. And the two youngest were on their way out, you know. So I um, I was sick and tired of living like that. So I just knew I had to do something. Okay. And what, what steps did you do after that? Like- well, the next day I ended up in an emergency and, um, because I was so sick. And um, they treated me like straight crap, you know, put me in the corner and left me there when they found out that it had to do with alcohol. Yeah. But I did ask for help at the hospital. I said, you know, I need... I need to stop drinking. And so they set me up with like a therapist there. And wow. That, really? Yeah. And it wasn't good though. She just turned on me. <laughs> she turned on me, wrote a report that I was driving drunk with my daughter, which I don't even have daughters. Have They're all daughter. boys. Yeah. <laughs> and so later on, you know, I made it home and they gave me detox medication. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually took it. And um, that night, uh, CPS and the cops came and you know, looking for my son. He wasn't even there. He's already like 17, you know, yeah. my youngest. And, yeah. and so anyways, you know, my parents are pissed. And so I'm looking for a program. And I go to this place in Los Alamitos. And it was like an IOP program. Mm-hmm. But I knew I needed more. I said, you know, I need to get away. I can't I can't work on myself if I'm surrounded by people telling me what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And that included, you know, my children, even though they met well. You know, my mom. <laughs> my mom. She's, bless her heart, you know, she's always trying to say something, but she had no clue what it, you know, what alcoholism or addiction is, you know, right. yeah. how it truly is and how we suffer from it. And so, um, yeah, so I'm there and I said, I need more. So he goes, I got this place. It's mm-hmm. in Covina and it's Charter Oak Hospital. So my controlling ass decides I need to go take a visit to make sure this is the place I want to go. Oh, God, that's so funny. You're like, no, no, I have to see it first. I have to see first. inspect first. And I called Robin. He's like, yeah, come in. And I'm like, "Um, I'll be there on Wednesday. And he's like, you need to come in now. Because he really thought I wasn't going to make it in. Yeah, most people don't. Right. But I went in there. I had my own room. I had a swimming pool. Did you, you know? did that you didn't did, use probably yeah, did at all. We did. You did? Oh. You were the lucky one did. that actually got to use yes, that swimming we did. pool. Yeah. We That's did. like a legend. I never right. hear anybody use that swimming I know. pool. I think one other one other um batch. Batch of people did. What? Yeah. There, I want to say Mike T's group did. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. What? There, yeah. There's there's a few people that use it, but it was like because I worked there for a couple years and like it seemed like the kids they would they would put the kids out there once in a while, so the kids got to use it more than the yeah. patients. Yeah, the, pa- the other patients. It was funny. <laughs> the, clients. the clients. Yeah. So um, you can't. I know there's a, there's a little part of the story that I know, and it's like the funniest one is because you went into charter with. A bunch of oh, stuff. I packed like I was moving in. Like literally had boxes <laughs> with like a plant and books and <laughs> candles and like a huge suitcase. And they asked me, so how long do you plan on staying? <laughs> uh, like as long as you'll keep me? As long as you keep me. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah, it was, it was good, you know, and I would have stayed as long as I could, you know, but I got that call and I had to go. So what was could, that call? That, um... My dad was really sick, and it was about time for him to go. So I had to go. So you um, 
you left treatment to go to go be with your dad. Yeah, I'm like 23 days sober. Oh wow! And um, I drove up on a Friday with all with all my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, they have a washer and dryer, which is so cool to me because my shit was always clean. <laughs> I love the fact I kept my room clean. They yeah. never harassed me about being clean. I wish but, I went there. Yeah. I know. Um, it's not too late. <laughs> I don't plan on relapsing today. Um, actually, I asked him when I was leaving, can I come back? <laughs> they said no. Oh, they said no. Yeah. Why? I was like, oh, damn. I could have went on a visitor's pass, maybe, oh. you know, but I think it's just overnight. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I lost my train of thought. Your dad's oh, so, so dad. yeah. My sister called and kept me in the loop. And, and so we I left on a Friday, picked up my kids, and Actually, they picked me up. <laughs> I forgot yeah. I didn't have a car. Um, they picked me up, and then we just took off and unfortunately passed that Sunday. Mm. Wow. And it was Father's Day. I do. Oh, but you got to be there. Wow. Be there. Yeah, that's good. And I remember getting there. My sister's <clears throat> like, you need to hurry. And something was wrong with my bumper. And it's like flapping in the wind the whole <laughs> oh, way there. Geez. And I'm like, I don't care, um, you know. Yeah. And she kept telling me, he's going to go. You better hurry. And I'm like, dude, I can only drive so fast, you know. Yeah. But I made it. And and I remember um, walking in the room and I said, Dad, and he he was pretty much out of it, but he said, honey. And I was like, oh, Aww. he knows I'm his, I'm his yeah. firstborn, you know. I like to rub that in, too. Yeah, you know? rub it in. Go ahead. <laughs> First daughter. Yeah. <laughs> so there. And, um, yeah, so it was, it was – he didn't want us to see him go. How I know old that. I was 46, so he was 66. Okay. Yeah. And so you, um, he passed away from complications of, of alcoholism? Mm-hmm. From being sick for so many years, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. He then, couldn't let it go. <clears throat> no. But he helped me to stay sober. So after yeah. that, what happened? Where did you go? After that, I went <laughs> and my mother, God bless her, <laughs> like I keep saying, because I go back. She came to visit me at a charter, and she's like, so are you looking for a place? Oh, jeez. Mother, I don't even have a phone. (laughs) I have nothing. You know, as soon as I get home, I promise I'll find a place. So within a couple weeks, I found an apartment in Baldwin Park. So my two youngest moved with me. Unfortunately, my son at that time, my birth oldest child, wasn't talking to me. Mm -hmm. So I only had the two little ones. And we found a place pretty quick. And I was home. I went to IOP. I think for three or four weeks, mm-hmm. and then um, I went back to work and started trying to live normal, you know, and I and I did pretty good. You know, I knew that I knew there was something about this recovery that I wanted, but then that part of me that was so much in denial, mm-hmm. I I fought it every step of the way, yeah. you know, because I don't have DUIs, you know, I've never been to jail, I've never right. had these, like, crazy-ass stories, and... um you do, but you just didn't think of them as crazy I didn't stories. Think it, no, I just thought of them as normal life. It's like, oh yeah, at that time you broke my arm. That's normal. Yeah, yeah. remember any burnt with the How cute! That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty I'm crazy. So, in love. Yeah. so what happens? Like, uh, so you end up kicking and screaming the whole way into recovery. Right. I wanted it, but I didn't want it. You know. You wanted it your way. The, I did. When yeah. did the switch turn on? Like when? Uh, I was about six months sober. And how was that first six months? Um. Like I said, I wanted it, but I didn't know how bad I wanted it. Did you have a sponsor in the first six months? (laughs) Yeah, not by choice, but yeah, I did. (laughs) Did you do any steps in the first six months? 
Um, I don't think so. But try to remember back. I don't think I did any steps. Did you go to any meetings? I went to AA meetings all the time. Oh, okay. That's about that's all you much. did. Yeah, and and I asked like one of my really good friends because she's in the program. Actually, somebody I work with. Mm-hmm. And I used to go, this is funny, I used to go in the bathroom, you know, especially Monday mornings, crying. And she's like, are you okay? And I really didn't like her at first. And I know she didn't like me. <laughs> right. So one Monday, it was just really bad. And I'm like, oh, I told her my whole life story. And then we became friends, you know, and she'd, say, she'd say, well, maybe you should stop drinking. I'm like, that's not the problem. He's such an a-hole, you know, and she's yeah. like, mm. You know, but she's actually her birthday's coming up, and she'll be celebrating 17 years. And oh, I was like, "Wow!" Cool. So she, she's sober. She's yeah. sober. Oh. Yeah. And she started. You want to come to an AA meeting with me? You know, trying to get me to go. Yeah, yeah. I don't need that shit. You know, <laughs> I don't need that shit. Yeah. So, oh. um, yeah. I just I don't know what happened. It was like six months sober, and I'm driving through Baldwin Park. I'm not from this area, mm-hmm. so. But it's a Saturday, you know, cleaning day. You put on some rock and roll or some old school music and drink a couple beers and you do your thing, you know. And so I'm driving through Baldwin Park and there's a bunch of like, oh, sorry, a <laughs> bunch of bikers like all piled up. And then yeah. there's a dive bar who's outside smoking. And I'm like, this is my vibe, you know, and I have old school music on and mm-hmm. and it hit me hard. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, in the rooms... I did listen, even though I was pissed, I still listened, and they said, pick up the phone, call somebody. So I called my sponsor, and she didn't answer. <laughs> but she didn't answer a lot, but whatever. And then, you know, I called my my person, and he didn't answer. <laughs> and so I got a call back, though, from? fortunately, from him, because I was ready, though, to call somebody else, right. you know, call yeah. somebody until they pick up the phone. And so... I did. We went and had coffee and donuts, and that feeling passed. And then it scared me enough, though, to get moving. Hmm. You know, it really did. Like, I need to do this. Light a you fire know? on your ass. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. I still defiant, you know. Yeah, that's She's, true. I forget yeah. what nationality she was, but she had an accent, and sometimes I couldn't understand what she said. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's not the one for me, you know. But she did teach me a lot, and, and a lot of things that stuck. And then... um. Yeah, and then I just started becoming part of instead yeah. of pulling, identifying with instead of pulling myself apart from, you know. So that really connected me, and um, I don't know. Just it's weird, right? Like uh, you talk about <clears throat> you talk about that feeling coming up when you're uh, when you're going through on that Saturday with the with the music and and the dive bar and you know um, those moments where like left your own devices mm-hmm. you're you're done you're going to go back to the way things were but somehow some way you managed to like pick up the phone and and try to you know like it scared you enough into good so that might have been if i if i'm interpreting this correctly a that might have been your awakening. there you go a spiritual, spiritual awakening or a spiritual yep. experience right right yeah, yeah divine that. intervention yeah yeah totally. Yeah, usually in my in my first year, it was always like God literally, you know, talking through one of you guys to to save me because I would never pick up the phone. I was like, I was like an ass like that. But um, that's awesome that you had that that kind of I don't wherewithal to actually do that. Right. I mean, I, so when people like relapse, I'm always like, oh man, I wish I had some answers know, for huh? you. Yeah, like I wish I could tell so you. Sad. I don't know. There were a lot of firsts, you know. Family parties, you know, my family 
bunch of drinkers, you know? Yeah. And they also told me I have an exit plan, you know, and that always helped me. Yeah. You know, even against like my kids' parties, you know? Yeah. Because they're grown adults now. Mm-hmm. And like, I have to know when to leave. I'm taking my own car, you know? Mm-hmm. Concerts, football games, you know? Um, Smart. Movies, <laughs> everywhere, you know? I yeah. would drink all the time. Yeah, so, that's true. or show up drunk, you know? Yeah. And, so it was it was a lot of so firsts and, and you don't think about it. You know, you're sitting at the restaurant and the waitress is walking by with a ice cold beer and it's dripping oh, yeah. from how cold it is and you're like oh It's like my a gosh. commercial, right? Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Oh damn, you know, but yeah, you made I, it through. You know, do you would you have? I mean, you've been sober now, what, like seven, almost seven years? Every seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six solid, whatever. Solid six. <laughs> so, so, so solid six you've been. But like, do you do you, have you had those moments in the last six years where where like the thought comes to your head? No. no? You know, it's so weird. You people that are like that, man. You people. <laughs> you yeah. people. I mean, I, I have those stupid thoughts that like, they, but they're not. They don't have any kind of power, but they do come into my head like. Like, like you want to go and do some meth? No, just for like a drink. It always oh, starts like with it. Yeah, it's never a meth. It's always like it's like oh, you're at like Roy's, you know, like that Hawaiian fusion place, and and they have like these mai tais, and you're like oh, dude, that'd be great to have one of those right now. But like, I know, like my my mind is already like, dude, you know, you don't want just one of them, right? You know yeah, that, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And then so it goes, but still, it's, just, it's like, why does it even come up? Why? Yeah. Like, I know the answer. Why is it even a question? Stupid, right? It's not stupid. It's, it's stupid. It's human. <laughs> it's human to have those thoughts. I you know. Guess. I mean, people. Uh, there are people who have like thirty years and they still have using dreams or drinking dreams. So I mean, those things. I can tell you, I still have dreams about smoking, and I yeah. and I stopped smoking in ninety six. So. Oh yeah. That's been a long time. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. So. I mean, nowadays, how does your life look? How how's your situation with your family? Um, like, how's are, your recovery? Yeah, how's your recovery uh, in general? Tell them how many sponsors you have. <laughs> <laughs> I had ten during Whoa. this COVID thing. I was like, oh no. Oh yeah, tell us about that. So, how was your recovery? It's a full time job. Yeah. Um, once upon a time, COVID yeah. hit. I had a couple sponsors at the beginning. And one I had for a couple of years, and unfortunately, uh, she relapsed. And then I kept getting a few, and they would just kind of go in and out. And, yeah, you know, so you kind of feel like – I don't really feel like I blamed myself for it. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought, they're just too much work. They are. You know, mm-hmm. shit, I don't want <laughs> to go through this, you know. Yeah. I don't need to call me all night. And actually i have to put a do not disturb on my phone you know because i had a couple call me at one two o'clock in the morning drunk and right i'm like look yeah. <laughs> i'm there for you but but come exactly on, come know? on now but yeah. what do you want yeah. Yeah. between yeah. six and ten okay if you're gonna get drunk no, call, just call me before the first drink never after it exactly yeah. so um actually the past few years in covid right before covid i, I didn't have any sponsors and sponsees and I was feeling um, restless, irritable, and discontent big time. And um, I was going to meetings. You know, I still felt, you know, in recovery, Mm -hmm. but I just didn't have that part that really helps us be Mm -hmm. in recovery, you know. And so I raised my hand and 
And I just blip, threw up on the audience and said all this stuff and said I can sponsor somebody if somebody needs it. And damn it, after that meeting, I had two <laughs> people come up to me and, and ask me to be their sponsor, you know. And um, one didn't, unfortunately, she left and she didn't stick. But one, the first one, you know, this girl comes at me and she's a principal of a special education school with two master's degrees. And I'm thinking, uh, oh, shit, I don't, I don't even have my AA. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I was so nervous and yeah. scared. I thought, there's what am I going to teach her? And then I had to remember, like, you know, I'm just an alcoholic, just like her. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So she came and then all of a sudden this outpouring of women are asking me. And, of women. But yeah. it's like, you know, I have... um one of my character defects is really not thinking highly that I can project to somebody else, you know, what they need. And, um, but it's in the book and I have, you know, a guide to show me how to do this. And I have so many great people that have come before me and I have time, you know? And so, um, yeah, for a moment I had 10. And I, fortunately I work from home, Uh you know, if you want to call it that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm at home and i have a job let's put it that way so okay. um i've been able to actually job. one of my sponsors asked me that the other day she goes do you actually work because you're usually always available so that's a little story it now. Was it's a it, little it, sketch it wasn't your sponsor it was what? your grand sponsor was it a grand sponsor no it was, it was actually one of your sponsors yeah i'm about to narrow down which one it is <laughs> can't say it live on air it's <laughs> hilarious but um I have five now, unfortunately five. Unfortunately, did you just say unfortunately? Because I'm one of I'm one of those five. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> unfortunately for the five that left, you oh, know, like they yeah. left. Oh, and it's unfortunate, you know, but I do have five beautiful sponsors. Yeah, yeah. thriving. Yeah. We're thriving, and they're and they're thriving. sponsoring people too. Yeah, and which so is pretty have, amazing. You have grand sponsees, right? Who have sponsees? So you right. have great grand sponsees. Yes. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's how your your influence, you know, your help helps other people people don't understand the ripple effect of their the service that they do to yeah. others has effects on other people that have you know who help other people who help other people and it just goes on to make the better the world a better motherfucking place right that's right but um i think that's what i what i always try to tell other people is like the little things that they help others with that has a bigger impact in the overall scheme of things yeah you know yeah i I agree and you yana have a great impact on a lot of women so many women yeah your little baby sponsees over here you know honestly it's just because i love this program yeah i really do it's changed everything yeah and somebody said it in that meeting the Monday night meeting that they live in Alcoholics Anonymous and they visit the outside world. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's kind of how, what does, how it describes my life, you know? Yeah. This is my life now, you know? And so what I do is project that to them, you know, but they've really, really helped me find myself and yeah. discover things about myself that I was totally unaware of, you know, and help me weird, stay in right? the book. It is. Mm-hmm. They told me this would happen, but I didn't believe them. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, no, you know, years later, it's like, it's as long as you're working at, you're constantly finding stuff out about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like this, this onion layers just keep coming off and you just keep finding out more and more. And you're like, Holy crap, man. Yeah. yeah. Lou, uh, the one and lonely Louie was saying, I love he goes, Oh, I stopped working the steps. 
and you know because because and then what he say the, said the, the steps, steps are no, working me the steps are working me yeah, yeah. i was like oh mind-blowing mind blowing. <laughs> mind blown. i'm like oh it's so true man you know because the, so like true. yeah i mean it's just it's all it's it's just a, a matter of 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 like if you if you work if you work them long enough they become so in, integrated in, in the, mm-hmm. the way you think and the way yeah. you deal with people yeah. it's it's like uh, it's you so can't even funny. really say it enough to people to get it's hard to convey it to people yeah. that come in the program you know because they're in like a really shitty place yeah. <laughs> they have they have no idea what could be in store they're for still them. a little foggy i mean yeah. like do you see how many people come come in here like kicking and screaming yeah. and then a couple of years later they're like yana gung-ho and yeah, on fire like, for the program exactly like, like, it's crazy totally totally i love that it's you know I, I there's no way that I would have thought the that the guy that that me going in the program all those years ago it was just like it was just kind of like a way to get out of stuff it was the reason why I kind of came in it's like I didn't have, I kind of ran out of answers and I was like okay well this is what the celebrities do so I'll just do that I'll go to rehab you know <laughs> so but then you know like somehow some way you know like it infiltrated my mind and and I'm I'm here to tell you this was well worth it and i don't know it sounds like it's and when i talk to people like you yana the like i just i see recovery in action and like what it does and and the wisdom that that you that you, that you you know expound is that a word i don't even know i don't know yeah up. look it up expound <laughs> no ex- correcting me on my words. i don't know <laughs> the wisdom that you show <laughs> that you share there we go it's just it's really, it's really profound, you know, and it, and and it it you know it's it moves a lot of people. I I go to these meetings, man. I listen to everybody who speaks, and like sometimes sometimes the people that have not that much time too have some really good things to say. But right. but I mean it it's more meaningful to me when I hear somebody that's been there for a while because I'm like, well, they've been through the trenches of the ups and the downs of life, you know, and. You know, five, six years in, you've seen, you've had some, some low spots in there in your recovery and, you know, you made it to that point and it's, it's really, it's really inspiring. Yeah. Is it, is it, it expoundable? It is. Awesome. So mother dear, I'm going to ask you my question that I ask everybody yes. who comes in this show. Um, what advice would you give to the newcomer who has less than 30 days? Hmm. <laughs> Ponder on that. Uh, what would you tell them? Well, it's what I tell everybody. I mean, just keep on, you know, coming to meetings and doing everything that is suggested. I mean, I know that at the beginning I just kept fighting it, but I kept coming. Mm. And I kept coming. You know, they told me a lot of a lot of the terms are old terms, but take the cotton out of your mouth and put it in your ears. You know, yeah. Sit down and shut Is it up. The opposite and, way. But take it out of your ears and put it in your mouth. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see why it wasn't working. <laughs> I did it wrong. <laughs> You're like, hey, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, I just kept coming back. I just kept coming to meetings and and um, connecting. Did, what did you connect to people too? No, I didn't like anybody. 
that's and you know that's another thing Honestly. that you should actually add uh, that you know uh, you tell us women when we have our family meeting mm-hmm. that you came in here not liking any women like you didn't want to deal know. with no damn i kind of say that a lot yeah you I really do. didn't have friends you know i think because it, wanna... it baffles you like now that you have such a great connection with us like right. all the women in our family I actually like, trust you guys. It blows your mind. Huh? <laughs> That's hard. Ooh. That's a hard one. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. It's like I didn't have friends, a lot of friends, because they were always trying to screw me over, you know. And so to actually have women that are a bunch of drunks and drug addicts that I can call in a heartbeat and they'd be there for me, that means, like, the world, you know. Yeah. And that's only the connection we have in Alcoholics Anonymous. It, it, my son's partner is... He was at the house this night. He's like, you know, his mom, you know, has gone through this cancer stuff, too. And he's like, oh, that's, you know, I was saying we went to dinner last night. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, that's what my mom needs. She needs friends. I'm like, well, have her come to Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> yeah, that's You'll, right. find, a You'll find a lot of friends. In Social yeah. club. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Big time. I mean... But some I think say it's, it's a cult. Some say it's a social club. Okay. So, you know, whatever, whatever works for us, yeah. you know. Who was telling me that, like, a cult? It was one of the guys. It might have been Carl was on the show and i think he said you know like a cult usually um tells you to give them all their stuff or give give you know give you all uh, yeah like give me your money and and uh and push your family away like forget your family and come with us right mm-hmm. and so we're kind of the opposite we're like we're like you know if you don't have anything you can come you can you can be here with us and and we help you get your family back usually yeah, yeah, so it's true. kind of the opposite but i love find that a word the opposite of cult yeah. Look that up. Hey, hey. <laughs> and then it shows up. Hey, hey. Yeah. That's yeah. a beautiful thing. It is, right? Yeah. And I got my family back, you know. I had one kid that didn't talk to me for a year and took my grandkids away. The other one, too. Yeah. Took my granddaughter away, you know. The other one, I, other two were going to be out the door. And, and to have them all back and to be, like, entwined in my life and, you know, looking for recovery yeah. because – we all suffer from the same thing, you know, and so it's been it's been amazing. That's so great. You know, and the relationships I have with them, we talk, you know. My one, a couple sons actually reading um, "Drop the Rock," you know. Oh, and, yeah. I've kind of passed information. I mean, all I ever say are things that come from Alcoholics Anonymous. I, well, Sometimes they're like, "Okay, mom, that's enough," you know, but. <laughs> Whatever. What are you gonna yeah. do? You know, yeah, what I mean, exactly. it's like if it works for you, you know, you want to you want to see the people you love, kind of go through the same things that you've gone through. So like, it's hard not to want to share it. You know? Right. So hey, uh, we're at our hour mark. Uh, I can't believe we're already here. Seems like it went by so either. quick. I know. It was too quick. But you know what? Like I do this show every week, so we'll probably come have you come back on eventually. Mm-hmm. Nice. Too. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, like, we have a relationship outside this. Oh, yes. That is awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, thank you to our sponsors, Inspector Dre. Dre Cuts, Dre Talks, just Dre everything. It's a Dre world. Um, And uh, the Duckyard Coffee House. Please go out there and tell them that the Terminal Unique podcast sent you. Um, I love you, Diva, for coming in. Thank you. I love you, Dean. I love you, Yana. I love you guys. Okay, everybody. Like we will see you next week. Wish me luck. Good okay. luck. Good luck. Oh, have I have my fingers crossed. <laughs> okay. Don't get mad if I sneak over there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it open. Okay. Keep okay, bye. Bye guys. Love bye. you.